0: This is the New Year's episode of Politics Southern Style <clears throat> I am recording this New Year's Eve About 8 o'clock in the night Trying to get there To midnight, I'm not sure we'll make it, but we'll do our best And in case you guys don't know what that is That opening song that I think I'm going to use from now on Is called um, O oh Fortuna So It's from Carmina Barana Uh, The lyrics are from a poem from, like, I don't know, like the 13th century, I think. Um, But it's about fate and um, stuff like that. So the music was made way, way later, of course, by Carl Orff. I think it was actually in the 30s. Um, So, yeah. I thought it was a good song to have um when you're doing talking about politics, the fate of the universe, and all that unfortunately kind of seems to lay upon the uh, feet of America or we think it does. Um, but anyway, this is politics Southern style. My name is Chris, and I'm a southerner, so anyway, just uh happy New year man. so I hope you all have a great day tomorrow. Hope you, uh, ring it in with all the greatness that, uh, it can have for you. Hey, I got people trying to text me right now. Isn't that something? I'm so popular, everybody. Send me some, uh, well wishes. Send me Happy New Year's. Let me know you're out there. Not just trying to be all dark and, uh, mysterious, if you will. Don't want to be that. That's for sure. Um... But yeah, hope you guys are doing good. I got some things to talk about, that's for sure. And uh, we'll see where it leads us today. Um, watched a really good piece. Uh, it was a BBC piece. It was probably like on there, like, I assume it was probably the equivalent of their Sunday, CBS Sunday morning. That's what it seemed like. <laughs> But nevertheless, at least it wasn't uh, from here in the United States, and I got to see some uh, different points of view. Uh, they had a video camera going and a reporter going around talking to folks. Uh, they talked to this middle-aged lady. Looked like she was maybe my age, so fifty. Maybe that's a little older. <laughs> Since I get all my AARP stuff these days, um, I guess I'm a little past middle age, unless I live to be a hundred. Um, But she was essentially saying that the government lies to us, and they rake in all this money while people struggle to make ends meet. And um, this the same old bureaucrats running things. So I don't know if y'all have noticed that, but that sounds very familiar. Very familiar indeed. There was this old lady on there saying, you know, they were asking if you had any hope for the future uh, for the new year, and she had no hope for the new year. Um, she said perhaps if she had a decent pension, uh, that she wouldn't, um, you know, be so pessimistic, but her, uh, I think she said 17,000 rubles or something was what they had. so it's equivalent to about 150 pounds, English pounds, British pounds. Um, so, you know, what's that? 200 bucks a month, uh, in American dollars, something like that. I'm not sure. Um, what the... Translation From pound to the dollars These days I assume that it's stronger than But you know I don't know I assume the pound is stronger Sound is the pound You know But um Yeah they were going through there Talking to folks Um She of course said that uh, She wants the war to end Um Both of those ladies Were saying that That they wanted the war To come to an end And um all that kind of stuff she said the the old lady though was like oh no I don't you know that there's much bigger brains than mine and running things so what do I know I'm just an old lady she said she's used to that keeping your mouth shut thing I guess we're going to have to start getting used to doing that here in America seemed like we would have already figured out we're not supposed to keep talking which is why I keep doing this because as long as I can do it I'm going to keep doing it And um, somebody's got to be talking right I, saw, I told my wife, I said, you know, if this is the uh, new Main Street, right, if you're on the new Main Street, is the Internet, then um, I'm just being a town crier, I'm standing on the street corner, calling out what I see. Um, but, yeah, they went in the grocery store there, and the shelves were, you know, full of stuff, but evidently inflation's through the roof. For instance, I think they said the tomatoes went up 50%, and that... Um, eggs had gone up 58% last year. So I'm sure that has something to do with the, um, what do they call it in the supply chain? That's what it is, supply chain shortages and all that. You can't get people to work. Um, but very familiar sounding. Uh, there's a lot of that same thing going on here. Um, I was at the grocery store for instance today and the shelves were full. But yeah, they only had three cashiers open, and it was before noon on a Sunday, and there was a lot of people my age and even older than me, that's old folks out there shopping, and there was lined up, I was halfway down the aisle with the toilet paper's on, or I'll say a third of the way down the aisle with the toilet paper's on, uh, is where the line started to get out of the store and I've said this before I mentioned it on my old podcast but I don't know if I brought it up here a lot but you know we used to make fun of the Russian in the 80s The was it um, the stand up comic there the Russian fella uh, what's his name I forget now But no not uh, Robin Williams in the um, Moscow and the Hudson sorry I couldn't help myself um, but you saw smearing off, right? Wasn't that, it? um, yeah, we'd always talk about there not being toilet paper and how quickly I, I talked about how quickly we devolved to not having toilet paper and standing in lines is really common. The lady, uh, was two people in front of me at the line today. I was talking to the lady in front of me in line and she was saying that a friend of hers went to food line the other day and stood in line for 30 minutes to get out of the store. Because they only had two people working at the cash registers up front. <laughs> if y'all don't know what Food Line is, that's our local, um, you know, supermarket chain. It's like the, it's not the fancy one. I've had people call me out and say they didn't know there was a difference in grocery stores. It's like, well, clearly you've never shopped at the um, the poor store, I guess. Because <laughs> uh, where I come from, we don't all go shopping at the. Uh, the big fancy store. You get to the store with, like, uh, you know, where regular people go. Not where all the uppies go. I don't even want to give any names to those big places that are owned by, like, uh, Jeff Bezos, Dr. Evil Ass. Um, those places like that. So, at any rate, yeah, I was just thinking how familiar that is. Um, it's pretty pretty crazy, y'all. But, Yeah all over the world like I've said and you get the monopoly of you know all the companies are owned by other companies and then corporations are people and then you have a global economy and then you have the you have to have a continuous growth model um and evidently if you don't have that continuous growth model that we have to have that in order to keep up with all of the uh, percentage rates on all of the loans and stuff um it's so it's so twisted when you start looking at all the, the numbers and everything, and it's wild. Anyway, um, happy New Year! Here we go. Uh, the war in Gaza. Um, according to the UN, a half a million people in Gaza face starvation. Um, over two million people have been mis- uh, displaced from their homes. Um, the Biden administration just uh, bypassed Congress to sell Israel 147 million dollars worth of primers um, and detonators and stuff for weapons that we already sold them. Which is, you know, you gotta love that. It's like, well, we're gonna sell you all this stuff, but wait, now, now, now that y'all got that, oh, no, yeah, no, you can't use any of that stuff until we sell you this part. So, oh my God, it's like we're used car salesmen out there, uh, the old bait and switch. It's, it's insanity. That's that's what we're doing right now. Uh, South Africa is pursuing genocide charges against Israel uh, for what they're doing to the the Gaza-Palestinians. Israel and other, you know, are calling for the U.S. to bomb Iran. Um, Like Maersk has already said they're, you know, just going to go around Africa. They're not even trying to come up through the Red Sea um, to get to the Suez Canal. (sighs) It's pretty wild. Uh, the Egyptians they run what's called the um, what do they call it there? It's the Phil the the Phil I keep thinking Philadelphia, but like the Eagles, but it's the Phil- Philadelphia Corridor that runs between uh, Gaza and Egypt. And back I don't know when it was exactly. I wrote it down. I thought, but I guess I didn't write down the the year. But anyway, since the Israelis backed out of that particular area, that was supposed to be like a neutral zone. Um, the Egyptians started patrolling it. And so now they're not giving up control of that back to the Israelis who want control of it. And so it's just a a real cluster fuck. Um, thousands of people missing from Gaza. I got at least 21,000 dead. That's what they're telling us anyway. And 55,000 wounded. But yeah, I'm sure those are all Hamas people, right? Yeah. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Starving people. Well, I guess I say we because, you know, we fund Israelis, and then they funded Hamas. It's all so convoluted and twisted. Absolutely amazing. But this is where we are. Standing on a moral high ground when nobody really has one. And, um, yeah, it's wild, man. You got the people that are for us, like, connecting with uh, (laughs) technology. Those people are, they don't think we're screwed at all. They think everything's going just smooth and wonderfully, but people that aren't that um, certainly don't see it that way. Um, Daniel Schmachtenberger, he certainly is not saying that. He's saying we're at the end of recorded history for humans within the next hundred years we'd be that will be done um, you know So certainly one way to see it going when you look at all the uh, financial stuff the way it's set up uh, I think that I just heard them saying something that is uh, some like super fungus being released from the soil in Gaza I, I don't know what's going on I mean it just gets crazier all the time. Um, like I, said, I You can't even really make this sh- this shit up anymore Y'all it's, it's That's what's That's where we are That's where we are We've got Biden uh, calling Saying that we may end up in a direct war With uh, Russia soon too By the way in case y'all didn't know that And um, North Korea Is uh, their satellite technology They're calling it That's the same thing as intercontinental ballistic missiles In case y'all don't know And, uh, they're calling for, they've, they've given up on a a hope of reuniting the Korean Peninsula, and what else did, uh, Kim say? I think he was saying, oh, let me see, I wrote it down, so I wouldn't forget. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, war has become much more realistic rather than an abstract idea, warns the U.S. and our allies. And, um. So, yeah, it's looking good. And in case you don't know anything about the Arctic Circle, you know, Russia is huge. and It goes it goes from Europe all the way around the planet back around us. In case y'all forget that, you know. Uh, evidently, they've uh, had plans for about 15 years. Putin's been working on, um, you know, taking over the Arctic Circle. I bet none of y'all know this shit, but they have a floating nuclear power plant. You ever heard about that? They have a floating nuclear power plant. I'm not talking about... They have Yes, they have all their nuclear-powered submarines up there. Not all of them, but a lot of them up in the Arctic Circle. Um, But yeah, they launched the world's first ever floating nuclear power plant in 2019. And it's supposed to be able to handle 7-meter waves, so about 21-foot waves. And uh, see, it's a ship that has, it is, it is a, mo, yes, a mobile power plant. Now, I don't know how it hooks up and it operates. I do not know how that's supposed to be good, but, you know, how, what, what the benefit of this is. But it was one of the things, I, I watched a huge documentary um, about Russia and the Arctic Circle and how they've been working for 15 years uh, to secure all of the natural resources they can from the Arctic Circle. And uh, according to them, according to what they're saying, they think there's between $1,500 and $2,000 billion worth of natural gas resources there. They have huge like gas plants and stuff there. They have huge nuclear-powered um, ice-breaking ships to get the oil out and sell it around the world. Stuff that we don't get told about at all on the regular news here. We get told to uh, recycle our bags and stuff, and our bottles, and that um, everything's you know we're we're gonna get off of fossil fuels, and it's just never gonna happen. Uh, you know, they're looking at this uh, you know was that trillion couple trillion dollars will run the Russian economy for years to come. So happy New Year, everybody. Um, yeah, huge natural gas resources up there that they've that they're tapping into. Um, and I don't think we're even close to trying to zap in or tap into all of the resources that they're busy tapping into, and we just keep telling everybody that yeah you know, everything is fine, Russia's going down, and it's not it's not so, folks. It's just not so. They're gonna have the Ukraine soon. What was that last uh, two hundred fifty million or something we gave them? It's like we were giving them billions. Now we're giving them two hundred fifty million. So I don't know what. It's like a backhanded uh, compliment, something to that effect. So yeah, it's uh, it's looking good, um, and I'm not even talking about you know stuff. I haven't even talked about like Nikki Haley. I asked her like what the cause of the Civil War was, and she was like, "Well, what do you want me to say? that was the cause." So like, what do you? What do, are you in middle school? Are you fighting with your boyfriend? What do you want me to say? I mean, you know what that person was asking for you to say, which was that slavery and the freedom, but you couldn't say that for some reason. Um, yeah, there was a lot of factors, and uh, slavery was a you know was definitely a rallying call uh, to get everyone motivated there um, because it's horrible. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ how can you not say that come out and say that slavery was horrible and that was a the cause of the civil war i mean obviously it was financial and all that other stuff too but clearly you know you had people you know fighting with each other about how wrong it was already um yeah and i mean her state wouldn't you know her state was very racist um uh, course i'm from north carolina here so we didn't weren't much better at all Uh, that's for sure um don't get it twisted to use the term these days that folks like to use um but at any rate you know just the the crazy storm we have here politically um i guess vivek vivek um he's i guess he's trying to secure his place to be Trump's running mate by saying he's not going to be on those ballots where the Trump is being kicked off the ballot. And, um, yeah, it's just really craziness going on. It's just going to get crazier and crazier as we ramp it up towards, uh, the election that doesn't really seem to matter anymore. I've come to the conclusion that I'm not sure that it matters. Um, was it Mark Twain that said that if if it Matt made a difference they they wouldn't let us do it and I think he might have said that oh, I could be wrong could be quoting someone totally wrong about that I have no idea but um politically uh, <laughs> I don't really have much of a home I guess if you know if you're not willing to jump on a ship and go right or left uh you know, I, I'm hoping that someday uh, rational heads w- would prevail, but I certainly don't see it happening. Uh, we seem to be heading straight into war with uh, everybody. Um, yeah, I was curious. Is anybody, were they calling it World War II during like, like leading up to and during the time, or was that like a a phrase that we just used afterwards to describe it? You know, because like. World War One was the war to end all wars. And then we had the big one was World War Two or whatever, right? And then we've had all these conflicts and stuff since then. I just was curious. I'm um, not really sure. I guess I could read that as I look here. You know, I've got all these books that I haven't really read that I just looked through. Some of them, those are so hard to... For someone of my limited brain uh, attention span to read, like, The Wealth and Poverty of Nations, um, you know, it's a big one to get through. Um yeah, I have stuff like the Federalist Papers by Aristotle, which is nice and short and get through. That's much easier for me. Um, you know, books on theories of um, what do you call it? There. <laughs> Sorry y'all, it's New Year's Eve, so uh, forgive my what do you call it? <laughs> my inability to keep my train of thought sometimes here. But, um, at any rate, I wanted to say uh, happy new year to everybody. I want to put out a new year's Eve episode. I don't know how many people are out there putting out a political one on new year's Eve, but I am. And, um, so yeah, I might have lost my track a little bit. I apologize for that. But anyway, I hope you guys will, um, you know, bear with me and make sure you tell your friends about my podcast. Make sure you follow, subscribe. Hit that like button, smash it, as they say these days. If you want to uh, support the podcast, I think we've got a place down there. If you want to communicate, you can certainly do that too. Uh, we've got a, um, I've got a website, Tales from the Tar Heel State. You can look on there, Um My wife posts uh, some stuff on there. She did a piece about uh, Ray Bradbury. Um just, anyway, just wanted to give a little shout out to that kind of stuff, make sure I'm uh, letting everybody know that uh, there are ways to get in touch with us here at the uh, Tales from the Tar Heel State slash politics, Southern style world Um, that was my old podcast Um, I've done well over 100 episodes of that and I'm working on this one but I'm trying to let my personality flow into this podcast a little more so I don't sound all stiff like I did early on but, uh, you know I did have some good views on some of my podcasts, some good listens, you know, but they've been dropping off, but come on y'all, come with me on this wonderful tour of me standing on the street corner and yelling out to the world, hey, oh, I did also have a little bit of uh, party favors, I was saying that, oh yeah, I said that already, so anyway, happy new year y'all, and um, yeah, let's ring it in. Let's uh, make sure that we uh, keep our eyes on the prize, as they say, this coming year. Keep the focus. Um, try not to get distracted by all the outside uh, stuff. And uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Love you guys. And uh, we'll try to catch up with you soon. And remember, as always, to question authority.